Reclaimed Audio, upcycling and making with reclaimed materials. All right. Hey, welcome to the fourth episode of the Reclaimed Audio podcast. I am not your host. I'm just pretending I'm your host right now, and my name is Tim Sway. And with me is also... Hi, guys. It's me, Bill. How are y'all? <laughs> hey, Bill. How are you doing? And, of course... Hey, I'm Phil Pinsky. How are you guys this week? Good, man. Good to see you guys. What's going on, guys? So the first thing I need to do this week is offer up an apology to a friend named Rod Reyes from the group. I had spoken to him a couple weeks back, and I had promised him something, and I'm going to fulfill that promise right now. And that is to say that he is incredibly sexy. One more time, Rod <laughs> Reyes is sexy. Wait, can, can I pipe in real quick on that? Because sure. i got to say, he's not only sexy, he's... No, he's sexy. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say that he offered me a tool after hearing that I was looking uh, to do something that would, and he had a tool that would speed it up greatly. Anyways, I'm not going to get into the details because it's not super important, but the point is the gesture that he made was to send me something that was expensive for free simply because he knew that I was a maker doing something and he had an easier way to do it. And it was really touching and really makes me appreciate the kind of people that we associate with both uh, in person and in the group. So, again, thank you so much, Rod. Greatly appreciate it. Here, here. Uh, and I can absolutely vouch for his uh, generosity. Uh, we're lucky to have him in the group. Well, I, I, don't, I don't think I know Rod actually myself, but I'm looking forward to meeting him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was just talking with Rod today. He's, he's one of the best, man. Hi, yeah. Rod. Sexy. For sure. So now that uh, now that the love fest for Rod is done, let's move on to something that is um, something I'm really excited about, and that is the next step to us being a little bit more official, and that is the launch of our website. So you guys can check it out. It's at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, and it's a central location for everything that is what we do on this podcast. So it's got the new episodes every single week. It's got the RSS feed. It's got the iTunes feed. It's got links to all of our channels, and it's got a great way to contact us, which we'll talk about at the, uh, the end of the show. What it also has is a link to Patreon. So we've got a Patreon page now, and that is the best way to help the three of us keep this ride going. You know, there are always costs associated with doing this kind of stuff, and they haven't been huge, but they are they are real. So with that, I will let Bill introduce this week's topic. Well, I, you know, I, I think uh, this was my idea, so I'm going to take all the credit. Actually, <laughs> uh, it's, it's uh, Phil, Phil's idea. Um, it's something that's really important, and I'm, I'm going to like this because all three of us have kind of a different approach to it, but it all comes down to the same thing, and that's safety. And, um, you know, we're just going to have a little discussion about what that means to us, some of the importances, and um, hopefully we'll get some feedback from you guys out there, and we'll go from there. Well, what I was thinking when I was coming up with safety is that from my personal experience, I wish I had some, some of this information or a shortcut to this information when I first started working with reclaimed material because, as you guys know, reclaimed is not you know, super accessible necessarily if you don't know what you're looking for, if you don't know how to do it. So I thought we could talk real quick about you know, some of the things to look out for, you know, some, some easy ones right off the bat, not, not controversial at all. When you're working with pallets, always make sure that there is a marking on the pallet. And you only ever want to work with HT, which means heat treated. Everyone says look out for MB, which is methyl bromide, which means that it's been chemically treated. So that, and the reason that these things are treated is for bugs, because when you ship pallets across 
the ocean or even across borders here in North America, you don't want to be bringing bugs with it that could be a, an ecological hazard. So they treat them first either by fumigating, heat treating, or chemical. So you do not want the chemicals. I don't think anybody even has these pallets anymore, but you hear this forever. No MB. Make sure that it's stamped with a marking and that it's HT so you know that it's safe. I remember a while back um, a Facebook conversation with Mr. Sway where somebody was asking about building a uh, garden planter box and about using pallets. And I found this amazing and interesting and sage advice that Tim's first response was, I wouldn't use pallets. I would actually get some cedar fencing or something like that. Um, just thought I'd throw that out there. I was going to ask if that was a function of, um, or if that was a function of the wood species, because well, it's going to be outside. Maybe cedar is more rot resistant. Well, that that was part of it, but my my main concern is it's sort of like what you're talking about with whether the pallet's been treated or not, and it's it's not always easy to spot the. Um, you know the the markings on them and stuff, and sometimes they're you know you and chances are it's not actually chemically treated, but you don't know what was shipped on that pallet. There could have very well been chemicals that were shipped on the pallet that have spilled on it and stuff. So even if it is a heat treated chem uh, pallet, there could still be all sorts of nasty stuff on it. I mean, it's it's in the news almost every year that there's like you know there's either something in the in the milk formula or there's something in the sheetrock and there's all these chemicals that are always sort of getting into the thing so it just doesn't seem worth the risk. I'm actually working on a pallet project right now in my shop and you know and I'm cutting stuff and I'm wearing a mask of course but it's not going to be it's going to be finished and it's not going to be in direct contact with food or anything. When I see the pictures of the baby cribs made out of pallets it just sends shivers up my spine. Why take that risk when there's always other you know woods that you can get. You know. Well, uh, I'll tell you, I think the, the biggest safety tool that you can be using, uh, aside from, you know, uh, goggles, ear protection, you know, yada, yada, I think it's common sense. You know, mm -hmm. like, the things that are going to be in touch with children or food or anything like that, you know, spring a couple of bucks and get some, some new wood. Also, if you have no idea where this pallet came from and it looks filthy and it's got uh, green and blue spots on it, don't mm. use it. But if it yeah. looks like it's brand new wood, you, you know what was shipped on it. Like, uh, for example, at my office, we have pallets, and the only thing that are shipped on them are things like, like bathtubs and shower installations, and they're brand new. I, I know what's been on that pallet, so I feel much more comfortable with it. You know, it's it's very different, uh, you know, than just going to the dump and picking up pallets that are covered in God knows what. Mm. You, you know, I gotta um, tell you guys. Um, my Christmas gift is going to be a little bit late to you because I made up a whole bunch of salad tongs out of some pallets that I was going to mail you guys. So apparently I'm that's out. I'm going to turpentine first to make sure they're yeah. good, you know, ready for food. <laughs> Which is a good segue, I think, into talking about uh, about you know safety, not just with picking the wood, but now how do you work with it? Because as as everyone knows, these things are riddled with nails. So you got to be super super careful before it. Let's say you assume that you got all the nails out of it. If you're going to run it through a planer, brush it off. Make sure you get all the stones off it, all the dirt off of it, that kind of thing. So I think it's important, you know, which comes back to my common sense. It's like let's work smart with this stuff. But since Tim brought it up, I'll say what I've been working on is is the bench, is the is the Rubo bench, and I feel a little hypocritical because I actually went out and bought a bunch of two by fours because I looked at the material that I was going to do the base out of. And it was just covered in nails. The whole thing was filthy and uh, like riddled with nails. I I just I didn't feel comfortable working with it, so I I scrapped it and and I went out and bought some some two by fours. Sorry. You know I it, I I know I get the same exact feeling. 
sway gets under my skin. Anytime <laughs> I don't actually reclaim or repurpose something, it's like I look over my shoulder like Tim's wagging his finger at me or something. You know, I, I, I buy stuff too. You know, I mean, I I bought I bought way more plywood than I'm proud of in the past few weeks for uh, or a few months, I should say, for a couple of projects. But here's the here's the one that you guys are gonna like. I'm just gonna get knocked out a bunch of pegs. You know what I just bought this week? Uh -oh. is, um, IKEA furniture. <laughs> oh no, no, not that bad, not that bad. Oh my god. Uh, no, I I actually I went to a, a local lumber yard and I bought walnut, five quarter walnut. I bought twenty feet of it by a foot wide, and it cost me almost $300 to buy these wow. two 10-foot boards of, because yeah, the stuff's ridiculously expensive, and I was like, oh yeah, that's one of the many reasons I don't buy lumber, because I don't have $300, <laughs> but for this pallet project, I'm working on part of the design of the project, and I am making a video of this, it'll be up in a few weeks or whatever, I don't know, I've been, it's been slow with it for whatever reason, um, but it, it's it's sort of the, the chauffeur of the combination of the really sharp walnut and some glass mixed with pallet wood, and like, Ooh. so there's that. So there's that combination of that really like really upscale and really downscale like mixed together, you know. Wow, I can't wait to see that. And I also feel way less bad now for buying twenty bucks worth of two by fours. Oh god, no, I, amen. I felt horrible about it, and and I so I bought. I really only needed the one board, um, but I was like, well, I'm here, and I and I do like to do that mix of of like you know I always call it chauffeur like in the French you know of a hot cold. You know, I like to do that mix of, of having something really sharp against something really dull, you know. Or, and uh, so I was like, well, you know, while I'm here and I'm spending money, what the heck, I'll buy another board so I'll have it for future projects like this where I can put a little 10% walnut into my 90% palette. And then I got the bill and I was like, <sighs> you know, <laughs> I almost put it back, but I wanted to make sure I had the safety net. And, and uh, So if anybody wants to buy some walnut, 20% <laughs> markup, it's yours. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's a great way to get your pegs knocked out from under you, and at the same time, get them all stacked back up. Because that sounds like such an amazing project. I can't wait to see that video. Well, thanks, but it also it also validates my mission. Like, you know, why would I spend? What rational person would spend three hundred dollars on a rare tree that takes a long time to grow, when they can get, get all this? I mean, you know how much wood I get for like, you know. A, I buy wood a lot because the other guys reclaim it for me, and I just go to the, the reclaim place and buy it. So for the amount of that would have cost me like forty bucks in like a reclaimed chestnut, you know, or like fifty dollars for that amount of wood. Um, in this beautiful reclaimed chestnut, I'm doing the right thing. It's almost as attractive, if not more, in my opinion. You know, why would anybody in their right mind spend three hundred dollars on walnut? I obviously am not in my right mind because I just did. <laughs> That's a tough one. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's just. We do it, you know. We do it, and, and and all three of us who really want to do reclaim, I'm probably the only one of us um, in the last little while that hasn't broken the code and gone to, you know, the the evil way of doing things. But no, I love you guys anyway. It's all right. <laughs> Thank you. I've actually been lucky enough that I I somehow have been getting my hands onto uh, onto wood that's usable and, and suits my purposes, I haven't had to go out. I only did this really for time because if I waited long enough, I would have gotten the wood by reclaiming it, but there's just, I need it, yeah. I, honestly, I need this thing off my, off my desk already. I need to finish this bench and move on to the next thing. I, I want to do it before I even get bored with it. That's my, that's my biggest concern with the whole project at this yeah. point. The reason I buy it instead of getting it for free is that I've done a lot of stuff with pallets and I, I'm kind of not kind of tired of it, you know, and there's a, and then I've done a lot of stuff with cedar from the fence company, and I get a little bit tired with that, but, you know, so that's why I like to go and buy the stuff from the guys that are professionally tearing down houses, and it's a local business. Uh, the company I buy from is called Urban Miners, 
and the guy has a whole business set up where they just they they save stuff. Um, I want to support that business. So instead of me going out and knocking on people's doors and asking if I can tear down their barn and spending a week tearing down their barn by myself and having to get the insurance and all that, I can buy from this guy, support his business, he supports mine, he gives me customers, I give him customers, and uh, and it's just a, a you know good symbiotic relationship. It gives you more time in the shop and less time on the side of the road, you know. Um, so that's, that's pretty that's cool. It, it's great. I mean, you, and I, there's there's a place like that in a lot of communities where you can go and and you can get reclaimed material like and go and buy it. Just like his his whole mission with his store is to be like the box store of you stuff. There's a sink section. There's a door section. There's a window section. Are you able to get hardwood, or it's strictly dimensional? It's all well. A lot of the stuff predates dimensions. So you know, I mean, like it's, it's just old growth pine. Yeah, it's from the 1800s and 1900s, early 1900s. So a lot of times it's just like you get a lot of true two by fours, which are like one of my favorite things to work with. Most of it's pine, but there's a lot of chestnut in this part of the world, um, or there was. And now there's none because there was a lot in between the over harvesting and the, the blight. You know, the 1900s, early 1900s right. doesn't really exist anymore. So uh, you get a lot of that, and uh, that's my all-time favorite wood to work with because it it's beautiful, it works well, it smells great, it looks great, and it's such a perfect example of why we need to do this because it, that tree doesn't even really exist anymore. You know. Wow, scarcity. That's a great symbol. Oh yeah, that's that's about safety, right? <laughs> yeah, the, the safety of losing the earth. Let's actually talk about safety. Yeah. Bill, tell me why you think it's okay to wear gloves in the workshop. Um, just to piss you off. <laughs> no, I, I think I, I mean there's there's times I, I don't and and there's times that I do and it's the kind of gloves I wear but you know I, I've talked about it a little bit before one of the most important things I think that you could ever learn about safety is understanding what a tool does yeah literally if it's a blade that goes up and down does it spin? Which side is the guard on? I mean, you need to, if, if you learn exactly what this thing is capable of doing, like if you can imagine the worst possible scenario that this tool can go on its, come to life and have a rampage, how is it going to hurt you? When you understand that tool, even if you've never used it before, that's going to start that whole safety process with you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make you want to wear safety goggles. It's going to make you want to wear hearing protection and and not wear gloves or wear gloves. And another thing is, is just experience. I mean, I've been, you know, it's over 40 years now that I've been playing with sharp and dangerous things and chemicals and fire, and, and you get to a certain comfort level after a while, and it's not to say complacency, but it's like I just have a good understanding of, of what's going to happen, what risks I'm taking, you know, just being able to minimize it over the years. And my track record's actually really good for this long. I've never really gotten overly hurt I'm knocking on wood for you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Minus, the, minus the nail to the face. Hmm. Well, <laughs> again, as bad as that was, it wasn't. It wasn't a serious injury. Yeah. That's not bad it, at all. That's just you know. It's yeah, just a great I mean, story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nail to the face. We're gonna post that picture on our new website, by the way. No. Yes. Of course. For sure. <laughs> but I, I mean, yeah. You know, like I said, it's just a matter of um, it's know what the tool's capable. If it's a screwdriver, understand that if you are putting pressure on a Phillips head screw and you've got your hand down there kind of trying to hold the screw, it may slip off. It may puncture your knuckle. I mean, every tool, understand what could possibly happen and that's going to just give you a little bit of a heads up on how to be more careful and use some common sense like what Bill was saying. Okay, I'm going to take the exact opposite approach to what you just said. Um, only because I think there are a lot of people who are just starting out 
and there was a key word that you used there, and that was experience. Mm. I think when you're first starting out and you lack the experience, you really need to sort of build up your skill set and knowing how the tool works specifically. I also believe that as much as we are, and I'm not counting myself in this, but as much as people can be masters or you know experts in a, in a given machine, if your attention is off of this thing for a fraction of a second, you know there goes your thumb, there goes your finger. So for me, I I'm a rigid supporter of strict rules in the workshop, and that is I always wear eye protection, I never wear gloves, and my sleeves are always rolled up. But by the same token, I am I don't come anywhere close to your level of experience, Bill. So my mind may get changed, you know, when I'm in your age in you know 60, 70 years. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> you know, but there's another, now, <laughs> that one thing mean. I'd like to point out, though, is that what you were just saying is exactly the opposite of what you need to do if you start metalworking. You need to wear gloves. Oh, you yes. need to roll your sleeves down. Even though you're going to yeah. see me in my videos wearing shorts and a cut-off shirt and a pair of garden gloves to do my welding, don't do that. Yeah, you're I right. That. You're I right. I was, I was thinking woodworking, but you're absolutely yeah. right. No, Tim, where do you fall on that? Somewhere in the middle. <laughs> no, you know, I have some bad shop habits. One of the great things about today, like if you are a new woodworker, is that there are all these old timers like Bill <laughs> that, that, are, that, that are actually like filming themselves doing this stuff. Um, and it's it, it's good because then there's also there's the guys that, that are a little more safety, you know, that are filming themselves doing this stuff. Um, and so you get to learn by watching things, and you know. We, if, I never had, I never took shop class. Like I never really got that. And my dad, you know, you know, I learned some stuff from him, but he wasn't like a any kind of master woodworker. He was a homeowner, and he had some homeowner tools. And and I just kind of learned as I went. And I and I honestly, I got bit by the table saw once, and um, and it scared the bejesus out of me. I was a, a little portable one, and uh, and I got lucky that it was, it was only three stitches, you know. And uh, I was still playing bass full time at the time, and it was tough. I had this stitched up finger, and I was plucking strings, and every note hurt. And, and it scared me, and so I didn't even have a table saw in my shop because I was borrowing it, and I just gave it back. Didn't even have a table saw for years because I was afraid of the thing. And uh, and now I use it all the time, and, and I don't know how I used to get stuff done without it because it's so handy. But I'm I'm very careful and very very present with it. But then there's other tools because that thing's that can do a lot of damage, right? But then there's other tools where you know, like I was just and I actually mentioned in the video that I'm gonna be posting later this week. Um, I'm standing very little pieces of wood on a belt sander, and I got my fingers right up against the thing. And I don't think someone watching this would think this is really dangerous and stupid what this guy's doing. But I know that my calluses can take it, and I'm not. I know what that feels like because I've done it, and I'm okay with that. So if I'm gonna get burned on this thing, I'm gonna be like, yep, that's what you get, Tim. And I'm gonna keep working. Whereas if you get burned on the table saw, you're not gonna keep working that day. It's a it's a serious injury. So there's a, there's also that. It's like what Bill was saying about understanding what the tool can do to you. I'm okay with catching my stock on fire when I'm welding because I've done it and I know it sucks, but it's not the end of the world. So it means if I don't have to put on, I don't like wearing leather. You know, I, I don't want to put leather chaps on the weld. So, you know, knowing your comfort level and knowing the tool and you know, absolutely understanding how it works is is key. That's a fair point. Uh, you know, and and I will I will concede that point to Bill 100%. That knowing your tool is you know is using. Like, and as I said it also, you know, it's just common sense and it's using your brain when it comes to this stuff. Mm. You have to know what you're doing. You can't just buy a table saw and then use it. You know, watch a few videos. Hopefully there's someone in your area who you're friendly with who can show you how to use it, that kind of thing. But just know what this thing is capable of. And and I agree that the table saw is probably the most dangerous tool in anybody's workshop. I can't think of a more 
dangerous one. Radial arm saw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the radial arm saw, that's a that's a close second, if not first. Just it's using like a chop saw, it's not that bad, but um but it's still scary as hell like that. I mean, with those guys that start turning those things around and running like like upside down table saws and stuff, that's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. That one from what I've seen and I haven't used one, the reason that it's so dangerous is because it you're pulling a climb cut towards you and it can send the piece of material flying if it can Jump over the uh, the fence in the back there, so it's it's different than you know our chop saws that just sort of come down. Yeah, you know, it, it is a scary tool, but but again, it's you know it's something I'm just I I have a lack of fear so to speak, and it's always more respect. Exactly. Um, no tool really scares me because if I don't if I don't understand it well enough, I'm not going to use it. But if I can understand again how it functions. Um, it, it's it's going to alleviate a lot of the safety issues. Mm. And one thing I'd like to point out too, and this is something that people just starting out are, are really do have it good now because there's so much information out there on how to do things properly. Um, you can look up if you if you buy an old Dewalt table saw on Craigslist, you can immediately Google it and get the instruction manual for it and the safety and everything is there for you. Yeah. But one thing people need to learn more than anything is you got to take responsibility for your own safety. Um, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, you're making videos, you got to put a disclaimer. Don't do what I do, or you'll get. And I, I don't buy that. There's a guy out there. Um, uh, one of the guys I watched, and the reason I watched it because he had a safety rant, and it was basically saying, yes, you need to be careful and everything, but take responsibility. His name's Dwayne Eller, E L L E R, and look up his safety rant, and it's pretty good. He's a good old boy. Uh, <laughs> Uncle Jesse looking guy wearing coveralls and done some neat project, but he kind of he just some of the troll the safety trolls out there kind of got on his nerves one night and he said basically you need to take responsibility for your own safety. If you see some guy welding upside down in his underwear, don't you go do it? You know, same thing of, <laughs> yeah. of you know if I jump off a bridge, would you type thing? So that's that's an important part of safety too is you being responsible for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. We're not. I don't think anyone who is on YouTube is, you know, libelous for anything. Or, you know, we're not. We're not here professing to be, you know, responsible for any of the things that we're saying. At the end of the day, it's it's for entertainment. And if you learn something out of it, then great. Otherwise, this is not a school. You didn't pay for it. You know, this is not a university course. That you're not on your job. There's no. Uh, there's no OSHA here. Right, be in yeah. Quebec, be Norman de Travail, but you guys have OSHA. So I mean, it's, it's up to you to figure out what you should and should not be doing. It certainly has yeah. to do with comfort level, I think. Yeah, I don't think I've ever run across a video where the guy starts off with, "If you do this exactly like me, you will be safe." <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, I think everybody develops their. You know, we all have our comfort levels and our things that we do. Um, you know, one one of the things that I love about working with my hands uh, versus almost anything else I've ever done in my life is that I do have, and because I have been bit, and I have other you know war stories and stuff, um, and I and I a lot of it because I because I learned the stupid way. You know, I I bought a table saw and turned it on and ran stuff into it without really knowing what I was doing, and uh, and I and I, I want to make sure no one else ever really does that again too. You know, and that's part of the Vance Maker series in a lot of ways is actually for adults too because I'm explaining you know the, the principles of of the machine. To a five-year-old, the way, and they they always say that you, if you can't explain it to a five-year-old, and you don't know what you're talking about, I think it was Einstein. Like mm. if you can explain it to, to a five-year-old, then that means you understand it, you know. And that's kind of part of that series and a subtext of it. But um, what I was saying was that the, the presence of mind of when you work with tools that 
uh, it doesn't matter what's going on, all the bills and all the stuff that you got worried about in your life and your house and all the cars in the shop and this and that and the other thing. When you fire up that table saw, you need to be at that table saw. And, uh, and I think that most of us live our lives most of the time either in the past or in the future. We're either thinking about the things we've done or we're worried about the things that we got to do. And uh, not too many of us live in the present. And one of the, that's like what I'm just, I feel so lucky to have in my life. I get to spend so much time in the present. And uh, working with tools is a great way to do that. I spend almost my entire day in the present. And I don't know how many people can say that. That's, a, that's, a, that's an excellent point. Yeah, you really do. It's a, that's just as important as no table sawing and drinking. I mean, that's, yeah. You, yeah. you really, you really do got to be present in. And yeah. Focus on what you're doing. I agree 100% with what you said. I mean, you got a little deep on us there, but yeah, I, extremely well spoken, extremely well said. 100% focus, be there, make sure that your your eye is on that blade and you know what you're doing. We skipped it, so let's circle back to it. What is it that we're all uh, working on? Do you guys want to talk about that? I always I'll love talking about myself, so. <laughs> so I'll in go. that case, you get to go first. Well. Um, I've been. I finished a couple of projects for the salon. I, I did a desk that came out so cool. I'm so pleased with that. Uh, it's a small desk that fits under the reception counter. It's got a cash drawer underneath. It's lockable. A tray underneath. And then I also finished a. Um, it's like a rolling. It's going to go next to the uh, styling station where the people sit. There's just a little tray for the stylist that they can put their hot curling irons on the second shelf that's made out of rebar and metal mesh. And then products, extra products and stuff on the top, and they can put their purse on the bottom. I don't, I don't know. You know, if it's a, if it's a guy stylist, he can put his boots on. I, I don't know. <laughs> so, so a little cart, um, and then I'm I've got an open close sign. That's kind of a neat idea that I'm going to do. They have a they have a printed like a uh, foam board poster board that has the logo and their business hours. So I'm going to mount that in kind of like a picture framey looking thing with a. The only way, uh, remember the old uh, towels? This is where I got the idea from. Remember the towels in a shop? You'd pull down on it, and it would just keep rolling up. It was a yeah. real towel. Yeah. So it's going to be like that. You kind of pull on it, and one side says open, pull it again. The other side says closed in the middle somewhere. That's so, cool. Yeah. And, and cool. then, uh, again, I'm going to start the uh, Vance Maker-inspired video. <laughs> so that ought to be a lot of fun. Um, Please use some pallet wood that has some chemicals on it. <laughs> no, see, I like Vance. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> he gets some $8 a board foot walnut, right? <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Tim, so, what are you no, working that's, on? That's it. Yeah, what am I working on? Well, I'm working on that. I'm working on getting my money's worth out of that walnut, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's possible. Um, yeah, I'm working on this. It's actually uh, it's like a, a liquor cabinet, like a whiskey cabinet that I'm making out of the pallet wood and the walnut. And uh, I had made a this product a few years ago, um, a smaller version of it, and um, someone found it online, and, and they're local, and they contact me and wanted it. Um, so I and he's like the ideal customer. He, um, you know, I I gave him the quote. He he said yes, and then he just he changed the dimensions and made it a little larger. He asked how it would affect the quote, and I said, oh, don't worry about it. We threw an extra hundred bucks in anyways. You know, he's like, take your time. I understand you're an artist. Do what you want to do. I have artistic liberties with it. I'm just like, this is the best customer in the world, man. And, you know. I, so then I'm, now after I finish that, I'm working on a machine to clone him. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Do you have a video of the first one that you made? Um, yeah, I do somewhere. The video is horrible. It's one of my first videos. I've seen it. It is not shut up. I, that's one of my favorite videos you did. <laughs> oh, you know the piece then? 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing basically the same thing, but it's a little different. And I'm recording it because I'm doing. I wanted to do a better job of the video, and uh, the, I think the piece is going to be better. Like I'm, you know, I'm a little better now, and you know, hopefully. You know what? Uh, what's really cool is that you are getting, even though you're getting older, and kind of the looks are going down. Your videos are getting way better. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's good. I, the more. The more gray in the beard, the better the video, right? Uh, uh, that's Period. why mine are getting so good. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're lighting them up, man. We got Scorsese over here. <laughs> but but what what I do want to mention is my my video that I'm not telling you what I made, but uh, this will be my third annual anti-Black Friday video that I'll be posting on Thanksgiving night, not Thanksgiving Eve, Thanksgiving night, uh, to encourage people to not you know buy a bunch of crap they don't need, and uh, you know, and and it's a little bit. In previous years when I've done these, and I'm going to put links up to the previous ones, I've done these sort of simple, like, kind of like anybody can do kind of product projects and, like, day projects. One of them I even did with no electricity. It's like a zero footprint. I made uh, stilts out of a 2x4 with all hand tools, like a hand drill and stuff. I did that last year. This year's is a little more complicated, but it's still within the realm of any woodworker with medium skills, um, and it's awesome. <laughs> I'm just, like, I, I'm really excited about it and the Ooh. video. Right on. Phil can do this one. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Even I could tackle it. <laughs> anybody, not anybody, but and if you, uh, just about anybody could. No, yeah. I mean, it's really. I, I explained it pretty well, and and I'll put the offer out there. What's my email? Tim at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. If you watch this video and you have any questions, you want to go out and you make this, and you have questions on the way, you could absolutely email me, and uh, and I will absolutely answer your question and help you out. And if I have video footage showing explaining it that I didn't edit in, I'll even send you the video footage because. Uh, I want you to go out and make something for your kids this year instead of buy it. I'm that serious. <laughs> How about you, Phil? Well, I actually got super lucky this weekend because uh, my wife took one for the team and watched the kids, and I had eight hours to work in the garage this weekend, so I got to move a whole bunch of projects forward. One of them was that garbage can that I was talking about, so mm -hmm. that, one's, hmm. that one's built. It just needs to be painted, and I'll put, I'll put pictures once it's ready. I'll post them up. Cool. And the next one is another whiskey box that that one... It uh, just needs to be glued up now. And then the bench. I, so I was able to take all of my uh, filming, the whole process of doing the base. That's going to be part three. So I was able to take those two-by-fours that I bought, plane them, cut them, uh, glue them. So now I'm going to do them all mortise and tenon, which will be my first time ever. So I'm pretty excited to do that. And I'll, I'll do that over two nights this week film it, and then I'll release the video this week. So that'll be part three. So that's me. But I would like to, uh, real quickly, put a spotlight on Tim's channel. Make sure that you check it out uh, on YouTube. Uh, I think it's just an easy way to, to look you up. It's just Tim Sway, right, when somebody looks up your channel? Yeah, that's that's the address, it's just Tim Sway. And, uh, you know, that's just to Google that. You'll find me anywhere you'll find. Either you'll find pictures of stuff I've made, pictures and videos of me making stuff, or pictures of me playing a double bass without a shirt on. Basically, <laughs> it's what you'll find if you Google my name. I was going <laughs> to say, you, you actually have a huge Google result when you just Google Tim Sway. It's pretty awesome. And it's pretty sporadic because there's like all that music stuff in there too. It's, it's There's pictures of me with like, I used to dye my soul patch green. You sometimes just see that picture <laughs> come up. And I, I, I was clean shaven because, you know, I was trying to look like I was still in my 20s. <laughs> and I wasn't. <laughs> and, uh, and I used to dye my, my little soul patch here just like, you know, uh, like green. And it I don't know what the hell I was thinking. <laughs> that's hilarious. So that's, yeah. that's, but not on my YouTube channel. That you won't find that on my YouTube channel. <laughs> you know, it's funny is I tried to embarrass him not too long ago by posting a picture I found online of him with no shirt on, 
Yeah, I've seen that picture. Yeah, and then he comes back with, that's nothing. Look at all these. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess he's embarrassment proof. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you know, but it's funny. As a a performer, as a performing musician, um, I was never really like the front man. I was always like the side man, and, and I was always like El Paiso. I was the clown, and that was sort of my... And one of the things that I did is it was a conscious thing is that I... I would make myself into like a cartoon character. I always kind of want to be like a cartoon character of myself because when you're on stage, you want to. If you make a, a regular size motion on stage, it looks small. If you make a large motion on stage, it looks regular size. Um, so that's why I would do stupid things like, you know, if I was going to have a mohawk, it was going to be as tall as I could make it. And if I was going to have a soul patch, it was going to be as green as I could make it. And even my body language, and uh, that's why I played the double bass. It was bigger than the bass guitar. And uh, so that's kind of, but, you know, that's like, and I was even saying that I guess that's sort of part of my program a couple podcasts ago I was talking about that. Like, I don't want to just make it. I want to make a big version of it, you know. I want to make these big, grand versions of things and these, and uh, so it just sort of, you know, that's why, uh, no, I, I can't be embarrassed because I've been basically intentionally embarrassing myself for the past 15, 20 years. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Well, again, to get to uh, Tim's channel, you can either go right to YouTube and type in Tim Sway, or you can go to reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, click on our channels, and there's a link to Tim's channel right there. Which brings us to what are we watching? Bill, what are you watching these days? Or this so, week, uh, I should say. This week, I, I want to advocate for another one of our uh, group mates. Um, Keith Decent is an amazing upcyclist. Um I, I've, been, I've been slowly just catching up on going back and seeing some of his videos and, and uh, what, what creativity, just really super cool. He's an awesome member of the group. He's very uh, supportive. Um, how do you say vocal when they type? I don't know, very vocal. He's very typal. Type-spoken, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Yeah, ty- he's very type-spoken. Uh, no, just really cool stuff. So um, uh, Keith Decent, YouTube, um, really neat videos, and I'm enjoying those a lot. And um, yeah. super nice guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think I brought him to the group, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, no, wait. Was that me or was that me? <laughs> oh, that might have been you, Tim. That's right. Uh, yeah, Keith is on the uh, the the list of uh, fans of Vance Maker, and, and he actually um, uh, donated a uh, a sword. He makes these really cool wooden swords out of. Uh, old saw handles and um, and reclaim wood. And when he saw the sword video I made for Vance, where I made a plywood sword, he went and and, and mailed a, a sword for us so we can each have one and play. <laughs> That's just the kind of guy Keith is. He's awesome. What a great yeah. guy! I'll put, so uh, I'll him put out. His in the in the show notes. Yay! Show notes. Show notes. Yeah. we're big. We've got show notes. We go. Oh, sorry. Tim, who are you watching? Okay, uh, I'm trying to stick with my thing of introducing new people that aren't necessarily in the group. I'm pretty sure Andrew is not in the group. Um, he doesn't have a very high uh, subscription rate right now, so that's why you guys should all subscribe to him. His name is Andrew Setters in his channel, and I'll have to, uh, you know, I'll send you this so you can put it in the show notes. His channel is called like Cincinnati Vid or something like that, but his name is Andrew Setters, and um, he's an upcyclist, and he does basically exclusively upcycling, just classic like, oh, here's some OSB box on the side of the road, and I'm gonna make something to put wood in. And use it in my shop. And um, he did a he did his take on the uh, Picasso, um, the bull, the bikes bike sculpture that Picasso had done. He did that. Uh, I can't think of anything else to, top of my head right now. Actually, his channel's right here. Um, here's his channel. But uh, yeah, no, he's he's really cool. Just a classic. Oh, he's got some uh, some. Yeah, these are all his videos. Man, I gotta I gotta get to watching. He's got more than I thought. 
just always like some simple projects. He shows some finds that he's had, some uh, you know, some license plate stuff, and he looks like he's got some Star Wars stuff I didn't see. He turned a baseball bat into a mallet. Just awesome stuff. I oh, saw wow. that one. That was a fun video. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's there that's goes my right night. <laughs> I'm watching uh, also a, a little-known guy who's not not a member of our group. Um, I can't remember what the guy's name actually is, but the name of his channel is called Makeify One, and he does he does a lot of upcycling, pallet, reclaim stuff, but he does it with very very limited tools, and it almost looks like he's doing it in his kitchen. I can't really tell, but <laughs> <laughs> I think the guy's got like a drill. And the rest of it is all hand tools. So, and he does a lot of uh, decorative stuff. It's not necessarily like structural. Although he did recently make a uh, like a ten dollar drill powered lathe, so that was cool. cool. Wait, wait, wait. This you're not talking about Izzy, right? No. <laughs> no. He's this guy. I mean, it, Izzy did do that. You're right. But uh, this guy's a little bit different. And, uh, and and what I like about him is that he makes everything that he does extremely approachable. He, he's got a lot of graphics and you know dimensions and he's got plans on his website and all these things but it's all really really accessible and it's great for the for the beginner the person just getting into it so I'll put his link in the show notes as well. God it feels good to say that. Uh, Makeify one. Cool. Nice. I just subscribed to him while you were talking. <laughs> everybody cool. should do that. Yeah, I think yeah, everybody, everybody that we mentioned should be subscribing, and everybody who's listening should be subscribing to our channels also. It doesn't cost you anything, and it helps. Yep, I yeah. was just going to say that if um, anybody's listening, all these things that we're talking about, these are people we all need to support. Let's make sure we do that. 100%. Mm. 100%. Does anybody have any th- anything else they want to bring up before we close it out? Um, I did want to mention that, it, it, speaking of supporting... I mean, we did set up this Patreon account. If, if that's within your means, that would be awesome because it does cost us to do this. We're doing it out of love, but it does cost us. So that's on our website. You can find that. And then the other thing that really helps us out is leaving a, a feedback on iTunes. If you could take a minute to leave some feedback on iTunes uh, regarding the podcast, that helps us get get found and get heard and yada yada. Um, you know, obviously we'd like it if you leave nice feedback. If you want to say something nasty, I suppose you can do that too because I think that still helps us. <laughs> well, well, now we all have the uh, we all have the email accounts now. So again, I, I will volunteer for all the nasty comments. Bill at makingapodcast.com. That's <laughs> I think it's it's, it's spelled B O B. Bob at makingapodcast.com. <laughs> 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 That's hysterical. Yeah, don't do that. Don't actually send nasty emails to Bob. One thing I want to say again, we I think we've already done it, but um, Mark Spagnolo, thank you. Bob Claggett and the boys, thank you. Just yeah, we didn't said. we didn't mention said. that in the podcast. The, they they both both those podcasts gave us a, a very nice uh, shout out of support uh, in their most recent uh, episodes. So if you're not listening to those two podcasts, you absolutely should be. You really need to be yes. listening to making a podcast yeah. as well as. Um, what's the name of? It's just Wood Talk, right? Wood, wood Talk, yeah. Wood Talk and making it, making it. must yeah, hear. I will say that um, after we got the shout out from from Bob on making it, I reached out to him just to you know throw a real a real thank you at him, and he told me that because uh, he mentioned in his podcast that he hadn't had a chance to listen to it yet, but that he had heard good things, and Jimmy said that he heard it and he liked it, um, but that. By the time him and I had chatted, he did listen to it, and he was a big fan, whatever. But uh, what I said was, really, that's amazing. Thank you so much. And what do you think? Be brutally honest. 
and he gave me some really good advice on how to improve the sound quality and you know a couple other things. So uh, big thank you to Bob. I really appreciate you taking the time because I think he was about to step foot onto a plane to head out for uh, the Rochester Mini Maker Fair. So for him to take time to do that and give me a couple of pointers was really nice and generous. You guys are letting me go, aren't you? <laughs> hey, real quick, too, I, we just keep talking about these guys. So uh, John Hilgers, I talked about him uh, last time, and he went to the Mini Maker Fair. He got to meet Jimmy, and check out how cool is this. He got to meet Jimmy, and Jimmy says, oh, yeah, you're the guy that got the shout-out on Reclaimed Audio. Oh, that's oh, wow. cool. Right? How cool is that? That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Yeah, I wouldn't mind being famous yeah. for you know being pointed out by somebody famous. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, I would I would love to point out Phil Pinsky right now as being <laughs> <laughs> oh someone famous. Oh, oh right, famous, yes. <laughs> well, we we may give you a hard time, Phil, but you're an amazing maker, and um, you are the man behind the scenes doing all of this stuff. So Tim and I are just pretty. You're actually smart. Oh, stop yeah, it. It's radio, so no one can see how pretty we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, gorgeous. Um, and now that you have me blushing, we're going to move on real quick. Uh, um, iTunes, please leave a review. Contact information. We all have email addresses, but get to the website, check it out, and you can subscribe to either one of the feeds, either through uh, SoundCloud, either through iTunes, or through Stitcher, and any other app that you're using, whether it's OneCast on Android or the native podcast app on uh, the iPhone, you can get to reclaimed audio through any means possible. Uh, check it out. Leave us feedback. Do whatever it takes to make sure that we get out there and uh, and continue making the content that you like. So thank you very much, guys. We appreciate that you listen to it. And uh, let us know how, how where you'd like to see this go. Yes. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Let us know. Be All good, right. everyone. See you next week. Bye, y'all. Be good.